Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, Lise, I don't know if you know this yet, but it is spring cleaning time, and believe it or not, they actually have a national spring cleaning week, which is next week, and, and I'm sure you have that marked on your calendar. <laughs> of course I do. I'm, but I, I'm really glad you told me that because I had no idea, actually. And, okay, I have to ask you, when you, when you um, discovered that and you had to share that good news, what emotions does that evoke with you, spring cleaning? Well, you know, you'd think that it would frighten me a little bit, but there is something inspiring about opening up your windows and just feeling like the wind is coming through and you're going to, you know, literally declutter. And um, it's it's more probably just talk in my mind that all of that, that I'm going to wake up, you know, magically my house will be decluttered and my refrigerator will be clean and my closets will, you know, just I'll walk in and go, oh. but, but the problem with that emotion is that it also means that there's work involved. Yeah. That, well, that's kind of like our Pinterest mind, right? Where you open it up in there and, oh, my refrigerator looks like the Pinterest refrigerator and my closet looks like that, you know, it's all organized with the classy closets and all that kind of stuff. So, it, you know, talking about spring cleaning, I love it because there's something about cleaning and decluttering that's very freeing, even for your soul. It's like it just kind of lightens the mood. But like you said, um, you realize the work that it takes to get to that point. Okay, but I'm going to pause before because before you get too far into our show about everything spring cleaning and decluttering, um, <clears throat> we just want to remind you you're listening to Girlfriend at Radio, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, so let me tell you, um, first of all, some of my spring cleaning thoughts came about because my neighbor had some shelves that go in her closet. She had five or six shelves that the wooden shelves that you just slide in, you know, to make more shelves out of your larger spaces. And once she did that, she gave all of these shelves to me. I now can put all of my shoes, not one, how do I say this and get the visual? You know how normally you can put more shoes in a space if you put one shoe facing one direction and the right. other pair of the shoe facing the other direction. Well, now it's weird what like can make me excited. All my shoes are toes facing out when I walk in the closet with all these shelves. So I kind of have a little Pinterest thing going on and I'm really excited for you to come over and see it. Okay. That, you know, I, I'm glad those little things make you really excited. And I can't wait to come see your closet. So. Well, my refrigerator's a mess, but my shoes are all pointed the right way and they look really cute. You know, they're all color coordinated. <laughs> that, well, that's good. 
that well you know the spring cleaning thing it is it is amazing because it seems like the fall and the winter months you know you do you do kind of hibernate and you kind of collect it seems a little bit and and then the spring cleaning you know it's like i just remember my mom talking about spring cleaning and okay we got to you know you clean um baseboards and you clean windows and you i mean you really do the deep cleaning things but i think anymore with us it's like okay spring cleaning kind of means I need to purge some stuff. I need uh, to get rid of some things um, that I'm not using or I'm not wearing. And I don't know about you, but let's just take our closet since you, you kind of started with the closet. Um, it's really, I have to do it in phases. And I walk into a closet or I walk into a room and I got to tell you, because I'm not that, um, I have to, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it overwhelms me. Let me just say that because I literally will stand in the closet or a room and do like a 360, like, okay, I don't even know where to start. It's like, this is so overwhelming. So, you know what I do a lot of times is I just, I just turn around and walk out and go, huh, maybe I'll go watch, you know, episode of the crown or go do something else. That's like a no brainer. Or sometimes I've been known to vacuum because that's instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Um, so go vacuum cause I feel like I'm still productive, but I can see instant results where as cleaning, tackling a closet or a room, it's like, okay, that's a long process and that's a commitment. So do you find that when you start to like tackle a project like that, it's like, you're looking at it as like, okay, this is a time commitment. Do I really have the time or do I want to spend the time to do it? Oh, absolutely. And you know, one thing, my sister, she's amazing at decluttering. She can take any room and have it organized, you know, just in a matter of minutes. And she, when she comes over, it, everything is go from left to right. And mm. what I have a tendency to do is I start with just maybe the piles. But mm -hmm. if you look at it from a consistency of go left to right, go from top to bottom, because. So you're saying there's a system. Believe it or not, there's a system, and I know all those, you know, left brain analytical people that know the system, they are listening to this going, okay, seriously, you guys don't know that there's a system in place? Yes, and, and us right brain are going, really? There's a system? Exactly. This could, be, this could be like the most freeing thing. Yeah. But that system really does help to, you know get those two or three boxes or Tupperware containers that as you go through your system, if you don't need it, you put it in the you know, Goodwill box. If you need to move it to another room, you put it in, move to another room in the house box. And so I know for me, and, and you and I have the same temperaments this way, we'll grab whatever that you're picking up and it's like, oh, this goes in another part of the house. And as you walk to the other part of the house and you're like, oh, here's a pile of mail. And then you start looking through the pile of mail and then you're like, oh, I need to go check out this Discover card because I didn't realize that this blah, blah, blah. And then you're on to a different task and you, you've left a that. trail. <laughs> yes. And in the meantime, then it's, I need a bag of Doritos because I've done nothing all day long and I, I need to, you know, go face down in some food right now. So another <laughs> That's thing, a you good I, system. That, that is a good system actually, you know, <laughs> and then you just go watch crown. But speaking of crown, which I um, am so excited to talk to you about that now that you're finally watching it because I found that it was such a, a fascinating show is that you take things like maybe you're binging on Netflix or, or whatever that you really like to do and you make a list 
of all those items that I enjoy going out for a coffee with my friends, I enjoy uh, cleaning out my email box, just whatever it is that you really find yourself doing in the morning, that's kind of like your go-to and you avoid all the other things. So you make a list of the things that you really want to do. And then you make a list of all the items that you don't like to do. I don't want to clean out my closet. I don't want to clean out the refrigerator. I don't want to clean out my junk drawer. You know, everybody has that junk drawer in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. It just builds up and builds up. And then all of a sudden you're trying to jam the the drawer shut. And, you know, obviously it's one of those things that you don't care to organize and clean out. So you put all those together and it's called bundling and you bundle those things. So everything that present self doesn't want to do because present self always gets its way. I shouldn't say always often gets his way because that's the instant gratification. So Mm. present self says, I really want that bowl of Rocky road ice cream. And yet present self knows that future self won't do well with that bowl of Rocky road ice cream. And so we have to figure out what can present self do right now that will also benefit future self. So that's when you say, okay, I'm going to watch the crown Why I'm cleaning out that junk drawer in my kitchen. Or you even say, I can't watch crown until my junk drawer is cleaned out of my kitchen. Mm. So I have to appease present self, you know, but I have to wait just a little bit. <laughs> so future self will be happy as well. So did all that present self, future self cycle babble make sense? It totally does. And, and I, think that you, I think those are the conversations we have subconsciously that we have no idea that we're having with ourselves, and um, the story we tell ourselves. And, and we totally are into taking care of present self at, at the demise of the future self. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a great way of looking at it. It's like, am I going to be happy with this um, if I do this now, later? Is this going to make me happy later? Or is it going to make me... Um, you know, kind of regret that I did that. And so I think a lot of times it's just stopping and creating that self-awareness. I mean, that's what I'm hearing is creating that self-awareness is going, you know, do I really need that bowl of ice cream? Um, instead of a lot of times we don't think about it and we just like dive in and then, Oh, I'll think about it later. But how do you, how do you just be aware of thinking about both at the same time? Right. Well, it's interesting because, um, one time, um, there was a young comedian that went up to Seinfeld and asked Seinfeld, you know, how did you become so successful? And he said, well, obviously you have to be funny and to do well in what he was doing. And he said, every day I had a calendar and I would just learn a new joke every day. So I would put a red X on my calendar and he had this visual calendar on the wall and his goal was, Every day there would be an X. So it was to not break the chain of X's. And it's the same thing with our spring cleaning. You could go, you know what? For the month of March, I am not going to have a day go by that I don't do something for future self. And Mm -hmm. so I don't want to break the chain. So every day I have to either clean out a drawer, clean out a shelf, you know, put my shoes facing the right way, whatever it is, which can actually be kind of exciting and present mm-hmm. self can get excited that future self would be ecstatic. what that's going to look like at the end of March. 
you know what? I, I, my future self is kind of coming alive a little bit in this present moment. I'm getting inspired. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, this is the system that actually could work. Well, um, we're going to have to take a break here in a minute, but I was going to say one thing about, like, even I want to talk about, I'm kind of into the thing of pictures right now, um, purging pictures and like oh. the memorabilia. So I want yeah. to talk about that. Like, why do we save that stuff? And at what point can we let some of that stuff go? Because that's my, my sentimental side has a hard time with that. So let's kind of talk about that as we come into our next segment, because that is a dilemma and coming up with a system can really be um, significant to really purging. And it's amazing the space we can free up and create when we just do that. We're Girlfriend at Radio. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Improper posture can lead to low back pain, but exercise can alleviate some of the pain. Walking doesn't cause lumbar pain, but because you are doing repetitive motion, it can make it worse if your posture is incorrect. When you do not stand properly, the ligaments and tendons around your spine can become overworked and cause pain. Inflammation and arthritis surrounding those nerves can also cause pain in your lumbar area. Tight hamstrings and hip flexors can cause your posture to be distorted, and that can put pressure on your lower back. So be sure to keep those areas flexible with effective stretching. To alleviate low back pain, keep the muscles of your core strong. When you are walking, running, or doing any form of exercise, pull your belly button to your spine and keep your core muscles tight and engaged. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. We have been talking about spring cleaning. It is National Spring Cleaning uh, Week next week, and we would like to dive right in. Lisa and I are trying to get motivated and inspired to do it in our own home, so we're, we're hoping that our inspirational tips and techniques will also get you motivated and inspired as well. So last segment, what you missed was go from left to right, 
top to bottom and do things where present self, even though it's hard to motivate present self and it's easy to procrastinate for present self, but do things that future self will be ecstatic about. So we, we mentioned bundling and now we would like to talk about pictures and decluttering some of those things in, in our house. I know there were uh, there were times when I would walk in my hallway at home at my mom's house, my mom and dad's house, and my oldest brother and my oldest sister, their like, two-month-old baby pictures were on the hall for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and there were six kids, but those were the only two that actually hung on the hall. That made the wall. <laughs> they made the wall, and we laughed about that. They were the wall of fame, the hall of fame, and they were obviously the two favorites because, you know, by the time it came to me, they didn't even have a picture of my two-month-old, <laughs> um, uh, you know, time of my life. So, there is something to be said about, you know, kind of looking at what's going on and being proactive and maybe changing a few things and upgrading and updoing. So, Lisa, you've been going through pictures and which obviously creates a lot of memories and a lot of things you have to let go of. Tell us tell us a little bit more about how we can unclutter that. Well, you're talking about systems and it's so interesting because I am more the sentimental type. And so I, over the years I've saved things and I always saved them um, with, kind of with my daughter in mind, like someday she's going to really want this and she'll understand about, you know, her family lineage and about things that are important to me and, and doing all that. And I remember a couple years ago, a few years ago, my husband and I read this book about decluttering your life and it talked about what do you do with like memorabilia or um, pictures or things that, you know, you've been holding on to. At what point do you let them go? And so I remember that, that, that was like painful for me. It's like letting go of, you know, your history. But what in this book, what it talked about is so many times it's the emotion, it's, it's, it's not the thing itself. It's just like taking it, like what it said is take a picture of it. You don't have to have the object because it's just the emotions that you remember, you know? So it's not like the object itself, but it's the emotion. So if you take a picture of it, you have this picture. You don't have to have all this stuff around. And so I remember distinctly because my husband knows me well, and my daughter was actually here. And I said, who's grown now? And I said, okay, we had some stuff in the garage that I've been holding on to, you know, like things from my high school, things from my child, you know, my childhood things just, I don't know, you know, like I, I just stuff from high school that I thought were, you know, who is going to want to get rid of this, right? Like this is like priceless treasures I have out here. So my husband goes, okay, let's go through and I'm going to have a garbage can and then we're going to have a safe bin. So if it's something that you really want to save, let's save it. If it's not, let's toss it right now. And what this book suggested is like, before you toss something like touch it, hold it, and, and just kind of, and then you can let it go. Because it's so much the emotions that's attached to things rather than the thing itself. It's what does it, you know, evoke. So my daughter's there, my husband's there. And so I would pick up things that I have been holding on to for, you know, years and years and years, decades. And so I remember going, because I'm holding this for my daughter, and I'd look at her and i go, do you want this? Does this mean anything to you? And she's like, no. And so I was like, Really? you don't, you wouldn't want this. And she's like, no. And so then it's kind of like, well, why am I saving it? You know, if I think my daughter wants it and she doesn't, I, why, why save it? So I would 
at first it was painful and then it got easier. I would let it go. I would look at it, touch it, and then let it go in the garbage. And oh my gosh, it was so freeing when I got done because I did get a little, rid of a lot of stuff. And knowing that she's like, she's not interested. So why would I hold on to it? That someday she's going to have to go through it without me and she's going to, and not going to mean anything to her then anyway. And it's freeing up space for me. So that was a really good exercise. Yeah. And they're going to be irritated. Why didn't my mom go through this before? Why is it yes. not me to have to, well, it's funny because, um, Garrett just bought a, a house down the street, which of course mama's happy about that, but he did not take all of his creative memories, photo albums. Now, aren't you shocked by that? Yeah. All that work, years and years of parties that I went to to put those pictures in his photo album. And it's really cracking me up because, you know, I didn't have pictures of me because, like I said, I was the, the bottom of six. So, you know, the last born, um, I my baby book has one little memory in it that said, everyone calls her Patricia which must have only been the first week of my life because I've never been Patricia. <laughs> you are so not a Patricia. Yeah. So it was just funny that that's what my mom wrote in my book, which had no meaning because nobody calls me that. But so you go out of your way thinking, I'm going to create all these wonderful memories and I've journaled and put them all down. And when he moved and I was like, okay, get all this stuff out of your closet because I'm not gonna, you know, just let you keep your stuff here. And he's like, oh no, I don't, I don't need that. You can throw that away. Oh no. So I will continue to keep it just for, so I can go through it and see what happens. Cause maybe if he gets married and you know, then his wife will want to see it, especially Absolutely. When to see if you, but I, I, I found that so interesting. And then the other thing, when you were talking about, um, you know, just hold it, touch it and then throw it away. I had my little crown from when I was, pr you know, prom queen. And so it's been sitting on this shelf, you know, no one sees it. It's just in my closet. And I keep thinking, Oh, I'm going to save that. One of my girls might, might want it. And then Paris wanted it for some Halloween costume or whatever. And when she ended up wearing it, the top, you know, diamond, well, I say diamond, the top fake crystal Jewel. <laughs> Jewel. Yes. Uh, fell off. And I was so bummed because I thought, oh, but now it's broken. And when you really think about it, I should be ecstatic that someone wanted to even wear it. And really, what does it matter just to sit there in a shelf that it's not, yeah. a, oh, it's just not that. So I love that. It's like, take a picture of it. And I don't even have to take a picture of it because you have the picture from when you actually wore it in high school yes. to go. But so many times we let those sentimental things really get and declutter our mind as well. Right. Which is just so or clutter or clutter our mind. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to declutter it out of our mind because it really doesn't matter. It's like, why are we holding on to it thinking, Oh, our daughters or our sons, you know, somebody might want it. Somebody's going to find use of, for it. And I remember my mom and my mother-in-law, and I used to think it was because of the depression era, era that that's why they held on to so much. But I think we do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it's really hard. So I went the other day, I found, I have, I went into this clo my closet and I had these boxes 
plastic boxes. Remember back in the day, we actually had photos with negatives yeah. in, in the sleeves. Yeah. So I found all these. And then, it, then I was in this like, okay, do I save these negatives? Cause someday, but remember you used to take like a whole roll of pictures, hoping that one, because now with the digital thing, you can just delete going, no, I don't like that one delete. And another one, you see it right away where before you actually had to take them in, get it processed, took several days, and then you got them back. And, and you would save the whole, the whole thing, the whole exactly. roll, because you paid good money for it. But really, there's probably only two pictures worth anything on there. And yet you saved them all. So it's like, I started going through going, why am I saving the negatives? And why am I saving all these pictures that are not very good? And I only need one that represents the moment, not 25, you know? So I started going through them. And then I had this box of old pictures that my mom had saved of, um, you know, distant relatives. But the problem is some of them had no names on them. And so I'm looking at these old pictures and I have no clue who's in the picture. But yet I saved them because they were saved. And so I finally went, you know what? If I don't know who these people are, I'm, I'm throwing them away because it doesn't matter. My daughter's not going to want them. She has no clue. So I literally got, got throughout like a pile of pictures, which wow. I have to tell you was a little painful because they're old, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were like early 1900s, some of these pictures. Yeah. I mean, you know, but at the same time, why would I save them? I don't even know who's in the pictures. And so I saved, I have freed up so many bends, you know, like those little plastic, you know, and, and baskets because I've just started getting rid of some of that stuff going, my daughter and my kids are not going to want to go through this stuff. And it's not going to mean anything to them because they're going to have their own memories, their own family stuff, you know? Um, so fire. yeah, it's been so freeing um, just to get rid of that, but it's been painful for me. And sometimes I think here's the key that I'm discovering you almost have to do it in waves, you know, like you do round one and you get rid of, you know, 30% of it, you know, or whatever. And then a little bit later you go through and you do round two. Like I find this even with my clothes in my closet, I have to go through and I, you know, you pick out a few and then a couple months later, it's like, okay, but I still haven't worn this and you keep purging more and more, you know? And so sometimes it's good to just do it in the waves and in, and it just increments instead of trying to go, I have to do it all, purge it all at one time, because that can be a little painful. Mm. So I don't know. It's a, That's just kind of a tip I'm learning from my sentimental side with all this. Well, there is something about um, throwing boxes and boxes of photos and negatives away. I, I actually beat you on that. I think I did that about five years ago, and it was so freeing because I had all those cute little, you know, matching photo boxes. Yeah. I had them all labeled like year to year because when I went through my mom's stuff, it was never labeled. So I thought I need to be on top of that. And then I ended up throwing it all away. So I think I was, I was more sad that I was throwing the time that I was organized away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, but you know what? It is so freeing and you collect and then, cause we're constantly taking new photos, right? And, and so many of those, cause, and they're on our digital devices and they're all over the place. And we don't even go through those. And so it's like, at what point we're so saturated with photos and memories. And at some point you've got to go, I can't hold all this. And I don't know who else is going to want all this someday because everybody's doing the same thing. So just kind of, you know, in increments, do it. So it's not so overwhelming. Okay. We're going to take a break from this overwhelming conversation and we're going to come back and continue with Girlfriend It. 
This is Girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. You can have the best trainer in the world to sign an exercise program for you. But if you don't do it, it's not worth anything. You can join the most expensive fitness club in town, but if you don't go and exercise, it is worthless. To be a success in any exercise program, you must be consistent. It's the steady, constant exerciser who makes fitness and activity a lifestyle that excels and succeeds. Sometimes our busy schedules seem to prohibit us from exercising every day. So many people only work out one to two days a week and push themselves so hard that their intensity is too high. Even though this type of workout makes them feel good mentally, it is not the best way to exercise. It is better to moderately exercise in some form every day. Consistency is the key to exercise success. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are jumping into spring cleaning. I can't say that, uh, Lisa, that you and I are big devotees of spring cleaning, but we are getting inspired here. Just having We're wannabes. We're wannabes. We are definitely wannabes as the warm days start coming in. And, you you know, we we might not wash our floors so much. That's not going to inspire us to do that, but it does inspire me to just declutter. And I, I was... I was thinking of um, just the last comments, the last tips and techniques that we had from the last segment was taking a picture of some of those sentimental things and even sentimental photos where you can put, you know, a few of them together and take a picture and just have one out of the 10 photos or whatever, just so you can, you know, have that memory there and rather than keeping all these boxes of photos. And that is such a good tip. But when I think of, of spring cleaning, I think of my mom with that smell of vinegar that she would, you know, mop all the floors with the vinegar and she'd put the bleach in the sink and do all of her towels and dish towels. And it, it, it actually evokes an emotion, like a fun emotion, because then all the sheets would be, she'd go hang them out, you know, in the sun on the line. And, uh, but for whatever spring cleaning doesn't really make me do all those things. No, so, (laughs) but I just, a funny story when you were talking about the sentimental things, you know, you're the sentimental one out of our relationship and I'm not so much on the sentimental part. So I was given this beautiful, it was like, I don't know if you've ever seen it when you've gone into a secondhand store, 
but it's, it was this yellow brown coloring box. And when you opened up, it's a silverware container where it has the velvet lining. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so for whatever reason, I don't know how I was the one that was the keeper of the silverware, why that was given to me, but when I would open it up and I saw just the silverware, there was a, kind of a mix match. Some of it was, you know, beautiful, but there weren't all the pieces. So I'm not going to use this. And it was that, you know, it was black where it hadn't been polished in a while. Yes. So I just gave it away. You know, I probably took it to Goodwill or whatever. And then I'm, I'm ratting myself out for my sisters when they're listening to the show because we were walking together at this, you know, old vintage place in Payson, Arizona. And we saw one of those silverware containers. And one of my sisters said, remember mom had one of those and we used to have to go in there and clean the silver and polish it up. And I wonder, I wonder where that went. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and I didn't want to admit it right then. Well, you like, want to go, well, if you look a little closer, you could find it here. Maybe. <laughs> I had to process it because I thought, oh, no, I think I'm busted. And I don't know how much trouble I'm in right now because this was, I don't know. I don't even know if silver is, like, super expensive, if it was worth a whole lot. <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm sure the case itself was probably even worth some a few pennies there, but yeah. it is funny when we do our purging, you know, it does end up being somebody else's treasure. And, and with that, I know our sound engineer, we were just laughing at the garage because whatever yes. we don't want inside, we have a tendency, we think, Oh, I'm decluttering, but you don't really want to quite throw it away. So you go find another place for it. And that's a no, no. So we're going to shame you right now. If you're just moving it from one room to the next. And, uh, I have a friend who they just recently, they are, you know, kind of cleaning out their house. Well, they decided to spend $6,000 to get an air conditioning for their garage. Ooh. And I said, what? why are you air conditioning your garage? And they said, cause we have so much furniture that we're getting rid of and we're trying to take it out of the house, but we're not ready to get rid of it yet. So oh, and we goodness. don't want it to ruin and warp in our Arizona summers. And so they're storing it in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is funny. <laughs> I that's... mocked them for that. Very well, much. I want to, I want to say that's a first world issue. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. yes. We're going to start air conditioning our garage for our furniture for our furniture now that we not might not keep. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? It is so easy. We, we just, um, a lot of times we shuffle things from one room to another and we think we've decluttered, but truly decluttering is like getting rid of it, you know, like, and I think that's where you have to go. Okay, and this took me a while. I know there's a system, and I don't think systems with this, but, like, okay, either give it away to somebody I know that might want it, I give it to the Goodwill or a thrift store, or it goes in the garbage because nobody wants it, you know? And, yeah. I, and so I started just, like, identifying those three things as I'm getting rid of things, and that's really helped me. And I know to some, some people listening, they're like, well, duh, that is so obvious, but I got to tell you, it wasn't that obvious to me because I would stand and literally just spend so much time looking at it going, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And, and it would paralyze me. So then I would put it back down and I would go do something else. 
you know, and never see it through. But if you can come up with your like three bends and have them ready, you know, like a trash bag, I generally take a trash bag up. So it's like, I just put it right in there, you know, and then well, it's gone. That's the trick is to zap it right then because right. we did we end up just kind of going in circles. And that was another, another tip that I remember um, a friend told you and I both was it should only go through your hands one time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you'll pick up the mail and you'll look through the mail and you set it back down. Right. It's like, no, only have it go through one time, throw it away, whatever you don't want. Buy it, file it or pay it or whatever you're going to do. Yes. And so once again, the trick is to zap it at the source and then focus on the hot spots where clutter gathers, then bust it. Because I remember when you were doing this big decluttering, you were Mm -hmm. saying that, like, where do the keys go? You know, where's that pile of, okay, this is where the mail goes. This is where your keys go. And you kind of have it. It almost clutters itself on the kitchen counter or even by the door where you have that catch all uh, like a, um, center console there or something, you know, a cabinet that just has everything. So put baskets and hooks and trays where you can keep those stray items rather than having them, you know, go through your house. So I think that's such a great tip to, to get a couple baskets and just know my keys are always going on this basket or, you know, on this hook and, I know some people, they have a room coming from their garage into, mm-hmm. you know, maybe their laundry room or, you know, you utilize that space, hang a row of hooks, um, put, a, you know, even put baskets on the wall where mm-hmm. you can put sunglasses, you know, you spend so much time going, where's my sunglasses? Where's my sunglasses? Well, and I think remembering everything has a home. So where's the home for sunglasses? Where's the home for keys or like-minded things? And so then when you get something, you just think, where would the home be for this? Yes. And so then, and, and then when you're, yeah, then when you're looking for something, you're like, okay, the home for that would be in the front entry in a drawer, you know, that's where I keep my keys and the things that my wallet or whatever that I'm going to take out the door with me when I come in the door and when I go out the door. So what are those things right there that I need to keep so that I'm not wasting so much time looking for stuff? How much time do we waste looking for things at the last minute, you know, and, and the stress that causes, cause we can't find an, um, you know, my husband, it's, it's just, you know, cause he, he started doing this system really well and I'm, you know, going to rat on him, but now it's like, okay, where's his glasses? Where's the keys? Where's the phone? Where's the the wallet? And it's like, okay, if everything was in a, you know, in its home, we wouldn't spend so much time looking, you know? So it is trying to get used to putting this stuff back in its home where it goes. And in the end, that's your present self. And then your future self will be so happy because oh, happy. it won't waste so much time looking for things. Well, did your mom used to say that a place for everything and everything in its place? Yes. Remember that old saying? And, it's and, so we, rolled, and we rolled our eyes when she said yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yes. And yet you think about it. It is so true. Well, let's move. We kind of went in the garage. And then as you walk in your house, getting those keys in a certain place, in a basket, a place for everything and everything in its, its place. Let's move into the kitchen because I, I find that um, I love it when my kitchen pantry and everything is organized, when I actually have all the Tupperware, like, you know, stacked up and it's right place. They're not just sprawled out everywhere. And 
when I look at the kitchen, and I know this isn't for everyone, but I think if you can just get the small appliances out of sight, because I find myself, and you know, just with the kids there all the time, it's easy to keep those things out, like the can opener out and the blender stays out. And we have a sandwich maker and that stays out. And then all of a sudden you have this clutter in your kitchen. So it only takes two minutes to put the blender away, to put the food processor. Not even, not even. Exactly. So I, I think those are just some tips to go, you know what, teach them it shouldn't be you having to go through and putting the sandwich maker away and the blender away that after you use the blender, Put it back, but make it easy to where it's just right there. In because a it has a home. It has a home right there in that cabinet that's right below it. And you just get and you create a new habit by putting things in their home. Yes. They're taking up valuable real estate in your kitchen. That's, that's what you have to tell your kids. It's like, no, yeah. this is good space here that you're, you're wasting because now they're just cluttered up. And I, and I know, you know, some people go, well, we live here. But it does make it nice when you can walk in your kitchen and it's just like, ah, all that. Extra yes. It, it's emotionally um, freeing to not have to, because every time I just find like, even when you walk in the door, you see something, you're like, I need to pick that up. Whether it's a little tiny piece of paper or something and you just keep walking by next time. How much emotional energy are we spending thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, just pick it up and throw it away. And I don't have to think about it anymore. And I think it's the same, like with, with our countertops, it's like, whether we realize or not, when we look at our countertop, we're thinking about that stuff, you know, and, and, and for whatever reason, instead of like, let's just clear it off. And then our minds are even cleaner. We don't mm-hmm. have to think about that or go there. And so I just find it just emotionally and mentally freeing to get rid of physical clutter, whether it's in the kitchen, it's in the entry, it's in the garage, wherever that is. If you just take that couple of minutes, instead of postponing it, going, okay, next time I walk by it, I'll pick it up. But then you're always thinking about it. And so um, I did that the other day with a little tiny piece of paper that was on the floor and I kept walking by it. And I'm like, oh, I'll vacuum it up or I'll do something. Finally, I'm like, just pick it up. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to see it anymore. And you don't have to, in your mind, going, I'm going to get the vacuum out or I'm going to do this. Just get rid of it and then don't think about it anymore. And that's so true with so much clutter. If you just get rid of it instead of reshuffling it or creating a pile, which we can talk about piles in the next segment. That's a whole other thing. Well, let's take a break. And we're going to come back with Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. 
Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Improper posture can lead to low back pain, but exercise can alleviate some of the pain. Walking doesn't cause lumbar pain, but because you are doing repetitive motion, it can make it worse if your posture is incorrect. When you do not stand properly, the ligaments and tendons around your spine can become overworked and cause pain. Inflammation and arthritis surrounding those nerves can also cause pain in your lumbar area. Tight hamstrings and hip flexors can cause your posture to be distorted, and that can put pressure on your lower back. So be sure to keep those areas flexible with effective stretching. To alleviate low back pain, keep the muscles of your core strong. When you are walking, running, or doing any form of exercise, pull your belly button to your spine and keep your core muscles tight and engaged. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We have been talking about spring cleaning and hopefully, I, I know Lisa and I, we were just talking on break saying we are actually very inspired to go and make this happen. And, you know, just when you walk into a friend's home and it just feels open and airy and inviting uh, just to, to be able to even encourage, you know, those of our listeners out there to get this done in March so you really can do some entertaining uh, for April and May. And last segment, we were talk- talking about the trick is to zap it at the source, like only have it go through your hands one time, focus on those hot spots where clutter gathers and then bust it. And Lisa, we ended the last segment, you were cracking me up, how you, how many times we walk by something, keep thinking, oh, I need to take care of that. And it's finally like, just pick it up, <laughs> make it happen right now. Yes. You know? yes. Present self can actually bend over and pick it up. So also we were uh, discussing at commercial just piles and both of us like our piles and creative pilers. Yes, we are, but we hide them well. Like you wouldn't come in. I would never go to your house and go, Oh, she, she piles it up. Uh, You, I don't know. You just do it very well and you hide it very, I don't know, maybe you put a vase of flowers on top of it or something, but (laughs) (laughs) I've been known to do that. Yeah. Yeah. A pile of books that you like, I don't know where to do with them right now. So I'll just range them in a nice little decor, but really they're a pile of books that I don't know what to do with. Well, it's so hard with books, especially because you and I both like to read and I just, uh, let go of books and it felt so good. I put them all in my, my, uh, trunk of my car and everywhere I went, I would take three or four and I would hand them to a friend and it felt good to be able to give people books. And I didn't feel like I was just, you know, handing them off to, you know, the secondhand store or whatever. I just felt like beneficial. And, um, it, it was nice because so much is on audible now, but it was interesting because were you transferring your pile to give somebody else a pile? Is that what you were doing? 
I literally put an entire shelf into the trunk of my car. And every time I would, you know, when I would meet with my life group girls, I just would give them each two or three books and, and I would hand pick them like, okay, they would like this book. You know, my sister loves, um, you know, historical fiction. So I grabbed all those and I, I put little stickies on all of the ones that I thought, okay, this is for so-and-so. Um, I have a friend that's in the hospital, uh, today she's going in for surgery. So I grabbed, a, I still have a pile that I'm going to hand to her. So that's, I just started putting these piles, but the other day I, somebody was talking about something that was in the book and I remember thinking, oh, I need to pull that book out and go through that because I had it all highlighted and I realized it was one of the books I had given away. So so hard. Yeah. Yeah. She likes to go back to. Yeah. Well, then that's, that's the part, the hard part of getting rid of stuff because my, my present self says my future self might want this someday. And, and how do you know someday? And, and so we hold on to things for that someday. And sometimes that someday might happen, but a lot of the times it does, it doesn't. And we're just holding on to stuff. Um, and so I think, you know, going through piles sometimes and going again, what can I throw away of this pile? What do I give away? And what do I, you know, take away? Um, and, and just going through that every once in a while, because we're constantly, just putting stuff. And, and I know like both of us have been traveling a lot and I find you collect stuff and you come home and you're getting ready for, for something that you're doing just in life. Or you're like, I don't have time to go through all this right now and sort it out. And so you just plop it on a place and create another pile. And you're like, I will deal with this later. And then the problem is the next week you get something else and you add and it just starts growing. And you're like, okay, I really need to take a time out and just create some space to go through this stuff and sort it out. And, and that's what's so hard because we're always rushing to the next thing yeah. and we don't create space for ourselves to be able to go through things. Um, and I think if we did that, Oh my gosh, it'd be so much freer. Our little, our little future self would be dancing. One of our friends, I remember being at a hotel with her after we were doing a, a training at a conference and she went through our stuff right then before we left to come home. And that has stuck with me. And I try to utilize that time when I'm at the airport, you know, all the business cards you get, I will automatically put them into my phone and I throw those business cards in the trash. And then, you know, sometimes you still have your room key and, you know, just the, just the paperwork from your tickets. If you're not doing it online, just all those little things where I will sit down next to a a trash and just start dumping my stuff. And I try to organize it. Even my purse, I will sit there and clean out my purse while I'm waiting in the airport. Yeah. And that's probably too like organized and efficient for me, but it it's really helped. I really enjoyed that. I'll even clean out my, my wallet while I'm sitting there at the airport. Yeah. No, I think that's a good thing. How do you, how do we make time work for us mm-hmm. and utilize those little, even those little few moments to just go and get rid of it. And then it, like I said, I just find with the physical clutter, the um, mental freedom is so great, you know, cause you don't have to think about it and look about it again. I mean, it, it makes our physical environment so much more, my feng shui works better as mm-hmm. we say um, physically, but then mentally the benefits are huge too. And I don't have to think about something again. I can move on to the next thing. So I think it's like, you know, just that spring cleaning is so beneficial on many levels, but it's just taking the time. And, and I think a lot of it, we think we have to go, okay, I have to have a whole day or a whole two days and that's not doable. But like you're just saying, 
I have 15 minutes. What could I do in 15 minutes to just get clean up a corner or go through and, you know, even like we were at our, the kitchen earlier, it's like the pantry. What is outdated in there that's been pushed to the back? If I just take 15 minutes and get rid of a couple of things, you know, and I like to do this before trash pickup day so that it's like I can take it out and it goes right out, you know, um, and then it's gone. So it's like, you know, even just every once in a while going through a, a little, I have baskets in my pantry. So it's like, I'm going to take this basket out and I'm going to go through that one basket. And, and it mm-hmm. takes me 15 minutes and then I feel good because I got one basket done. Um, but what are those little goals I think that we can set for ourselves instead of going, I have to tackle this entire room, which is overwhelming to me. But what is one little corner that I can tackle that will make a difference for today? And, and then do it. And then I think writing stuff down sometimes going to give yourself a list, like in this next week, I want to clean these two little areas or I want to, you know, whatever it looks like and, and do that. And then look at that list and go, to help keep us on track because so many other things come, come, you know, wishing through our mind that we need to do that scream for our attention. But, um, I know this will make me feel better and help me be more productive if I just do this little thing. Mm-hmm. So that would kind of be my little tip that I'm telling myself that I'm going to get, I, like you said, I am encouraged after this to go and highly motivated to go do, you know, to tackle one little area and do even in 15 minutes, what can I do? Well, there is such a thing as the two minute rule. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the two minute rule is start on something and just tell yourself whatever I can do here in two minutes, because many times we don't have a chunk of time many times we don't even have 15 minutes. And so, uh, I know I was saying to you that mine was going to, I was going to clean one shelf out of the refrigerator every time I'm in there talking to my, my kids, which I know even hearing myself say that it's like, okay, sometimes you just need to be there for them, but (laughs) just to, just to encourage you. Okay. Two minutes while they're talking, just clean out one thing in the refrigerator. And I actually did one shelf, but what I'm going to, my goal, and you have to hold me accountable. I'm going to do the Seinfeld strategy where every day I'm going to put a mark on my calendar and I'm going to try to not break that chain to do something every day. Even if it's just two minutes of something, you know, going out and, and, shaking all my pillows outside, you know, start that kind of spring cleaning where you're just, you know, two minutes and then it motivates you to go, okay, I'm going to finish this drawer. Now I'm going to finish this cabinet or I'm going to, you know, finish just the area. My, whenever I walk in my garage, I keep thinking, go get a Clorox wipe and wipe the door down where Mm -hmm. it starts turning black from every, (laughs) yes. But I've been saying that for a month now. It's like, how hard is it? So when, as soon as we're done with the show, I'm going to go get a Clorox wipe and wipe down that wall. Just do it, right? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> silly, silly. Yes, yes. Because how much mental energy have you wasted by thinking about that every time you come in the garage door? Well, and that, that, that we were going to take a whole segment and talk about just the mental en- energy that we use up because there's a lot of decluttering that we need to do with, with our brain chatter as well. And so let's just end on that note, being distracted and just that chocked full of, of brain chatter to do a self audit on that as well. And we, we're planning on doing a whole segment on your brain chatter, but to in today to make sure that you're decluttering all of that narrative that might not necessarily be true. It goes back to Philippians four, nine to really 
look at what you're saying in your mind. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it all those things that would be more Jesus-like if we focused on rather than letting our mind spiral into a place of clutter and junk? Mm, that's good stuff, girl, pulling that out. You know, but it is so true. It's like, what, what is the story we're going to tell ourselves today? Um, and declutter some of the stuff that needs to be, needs to be thrown away, that needs to be gone, that doesn't need to be left behind. It is, it's not serving any good purpose. It's, mm-hmm. it's even hindering us from moving forward. And so what is that? What are those, you know, even those words we tell ourselves, I'm, I'm not enough. I'm not this and start replacing those. Cause that's a way of decluttering, like you said, our mind and to really be the best us. Um, going forward, you know, even our physical environments, but even emotionally and mentally to be the best person we can be. And so spring cleaning is not just our, our homes and our physical environments. It's, it's a lot of internal work too. And that's can be several segments, you know, um, going forward. But, um, I, I just appreciate you because you're my little accountability, um, partner and all this, and, you know, just like getting rid of a pile today. You know, what is one little pile I can get rid of today um, in this journey of spring cleaning? And hopefully by the end of March, if our homes are going to be amazing. Our future <laughs> self is going to be ecstatic. We and our just- garbage cans will be overflowing every week uh, for the little trash man because we are purging and decluttering. So and- we just want to... We just want to thank everyone for joining our show and being a part of this conversation. Hopefully you will be motivated and you'll find one thing that you can do today. Like Patty said, um, to check off on your list that only takes two minutes. So find those two minutes that you can be productive and free yourself mentally and physically and enjoy your environment. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show 